hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. The room. Boy, that that never ceases to disappoint, does it? No, it doesn't. If you haven't seen The Room, I, I highly recommend it. Sit through it. You, it. It's worth the price of admission. Really, Tommy Wiseau. And I'm not talking about the, the disaster artist movie film that was made about the film The Room. Go watch The Room and then watch The Disaster Artist. But watch The Room. Why did I have that on, you know, before we started talking today? Why? Well, it's important because I want, like I said, the room never disappoints. <laughs> Not unlike this recording, the show intro that, uh, here, here we are again, I got to tell you, this is number two again. I'm, I'm doing this for the second time. This should have this went live hours ago, but it didn't because... Again, some, the same thing that happened last week happened again this week, and it bums me out. And and now here's the problem. I'm a little drowsy. I had like a, a big lunch, <laughs> and now I'm a little drowsy. I don't like eating big lunches because then it means I don't eat dinner, and then it, I don't know. It just it's a thing. And now I'm tired. I want to take a nap. I want to take a little nappy, and I can't because I got to do this for the second time because the first time I did it, it didn't work. <sighs> so here we are back again. For you, it's just here. For me, it's back again. Well, here's the thing. While the room doesn't disappoint, here's some things that do. (laughs) Uh, I've been getting these texts for about three weeks, and they're quite annoying. And they're specifically targeted towards me being a fatty. All right, that's what it is. And let me explain what I mean. It says, and let me, I'll read it verbatim. <laughs> now, hold on. Oh, no. Did I? Oh, no, I didn't delete it. Because the first time I recorded this, I thought maybe I deleted it right after. I didn't. Here's the text. Jason, comma, we promise you'll lose over 90 pounds in less than three weeks. Get it before time runs out. Okay, here's the thing. Number one, they're right. I, I need to lose 90 pounds. No question. In three weeks, though, that feels a little swift. <laughs> that feels a little like, okay, let's just say, let, let, let's just run through it together. If I reply to this text, uh, my guess is there the, the next step, the next text I'll get is meet us at a warehouse at, a, at an undescribed location. Okay, so I meet him at this warehouse and I walk in. My guess is the, the first thing I see is the movie Hostel. Is my I'm walking into Hostel. And the way that I'm going to lose 90 pounds in less than three weeks is Every week they're going to cut off an appendage, and eventually it'll weigh up. We, it'll weigh, it'll weigh ninety pounds. It'll weigh ninety pounds, and I'll have lost ninety pounds within three weeks. That's my guess. I don't know. Uh, it seems a little fishy to me. Uh, I'm not going to reply to these texts. I've been blocking them, but as you know, because you've done the same thing. 
uh, they just find a workaround. Man, aren't they ingenious? I wish we could find a workaround, but, <laughs> well, we can't do that. No, we can't. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay a little story on you. You buckled in? You, uh, you ready to go? Are, where, where, where are you at? Are you sitting in the car? Are you doing curbside pickup at the Target? Huh? I don't know. Well, here's the thing. This story starts in a neighborhood much like mine. Let's call it mine. <laughs> uh, this neighborhood is, I'm just going to call it what it is. I'm going to say it's predominantly white folk. Predominantly. Now, that doesn't mean 100%. That means there are people of color um, spackled in around the neighborhood. It's predominantly white. Okay. And the reason I say that will mean something in a moment. But let me, uh, let, let me start with, oh, fuck. see, I'm doing this. I'm trying to remember what I said the first time. And that's not how I should be doing this. I just got to go. I just got to let it flow out. I'm trying to remember like, well, what did I say after I said it's predominantly white the first time? That's not the way to do this, folks. And the disservice is coming to you. And I am sorry. However, let me just, let me say this. Everybody has one of those neighborhood Facebook pages, right? right? Even that guy in uh, Aruba who listens to the show. And there's, there's somebody who listens to the show in Aruba. I see the stats. Even that guy or girl, I don't know. They, uh, I just got a text. They listen to the show and see, I'm screwed. I'm screwing. <laughs> I just got a text in the middle of this and now it screwed me all up. Ah! And it wasn't the fat people texting me. It was, it was another thing. Um, but I got distracted. My point being, here you go. Let's get let's let's get on track. Let's stay on track. Boy, this recording is so much better than that first one I did. Jesus Christ. This one sucks. Okay. Here's what happened. Don't you have one of those neighborhood Facebook pages where you go on there and it's like, um, does anybody have any catnip for sale? You know, one of those where people just say things about their neighborhood. It's not it's not necessarily uh heavy hitting stuff you know it's not my child's missing it's not like that it's it's uh i need some pine tar for my baseball you know something along those lines anyone want some free pancakes you know those are those are typically the posts i see coming off this neighborhood facebook page and typically the people in this page are not folks that live in another state it's people that live in your neighborhood i found some string on the sidewalk is anyone does anyone belong to it that's typically what we see <laughs> should i do one more <laughs> do you want one more just just say yes if you do yeah okay i see you nodding so it's fine <laughs> anyone <laughs> Jump rope for sale. Price 0.0. Come and get it. It's outside. That's the kind of stuff that happens on the neighborhood neighborhood on the neighborhood Facebook page. On however, in this day, and again I'm trying to remember what I said last time, I gotta stop doing that. However, there was a really unfortunate post I saw. The post wasn't unfortunate. I shouldn't say that. There was a post about a very unfortunate subject. Uh, matter of fact, an event that took place here in our hood. 
And I'm not happy about it. I don't like it. <clears throat> it needs to stop, quite frankly. And it goes a little something like this. Uh, somebody was walking around the other day and they, they found a sticker. I, I'm just going to say it was a sticker that was plastered up on a, uh, on a stop sign or it was one of those electrical boxes, but it was right in the middle of a very common area. We have a little town hall, not town hall, but a little town square near our home where people are supposed to commune and they walk through and it's a, po- you know, there's a grocery store and there's a Starbucks. Of course there's a Starbucks. You know, and there's restaurants and all that. Well, apparently now what they have are um, stickers that support and promote uh, a website dedicated to um, white supremacy. Okay. This is in our little hood. Now, I'm not going to give you the name of the site. Don't even think I'm going to. It's not going to happen. I don't want to promote them. I want to promote the idea to get rid of this. Okay. Not going to tell you the site, but I'm going to tell you something. I saw it. It was gross. I looked into it a little bit, and uh, I went to the to the website to try to see what this message was that these people were doing. Um, it was not good, and I wanted to educate myself on how to, you know, teach against this. You know, other than just saying, "Don't be a jerk, kids." Uh, I wanted to learn specifically how to teach against it. So, whatever their message is, my I wanted mine to be the opposite. So, I went to the site and I saw some things I really didn't like, and it wasn't, you know. Um, it wasn't violent, um, in terms of the imagery. Uh, matter of fact, if you didn't have any words on it, none, you look at it and go, wow, children frolicking in the park. Great. But when they do put words on them, words can be just as uh, heinous as uh, a picture, if not more so. And these words were really pointed towards Jews, blacks, Um, and other people of color. And let me tell you something. Shouldn't be happening, folks. Not in this day and age. Shouldn't be happening. And um, I read something else on there, and I don't like it very much. And it's it's something that really gets me fucking heated when I read it. I'll I'll paraphrase. I'm not going to read. Matter of fact, I don't have it open. I I shut it down and uh, cleared it out of my history, if you know what I mean. Uh, I don't want to be associated in, in any way with that kind of stuff. But I did want to see what it was all about. I saw it, now I'm done with it. But I saw something on there, a little section that said, and again, I'm paraphrasing. Um, we now have a president that can make this happen. Okay, We now have. Not we will have, not we have had in the past. We now have. Okay, That's present tense, folks. That's right now. That's today. We now have a president that can make this happen, meaning we now have a president that can wipe out all the people of color and just make it a white place to live, okay? Fucking bullshit, all right? And let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you this, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Um, Anybody who's supporting this president, anybody, I don't give a shit who it is anymore. I don't give a fuck. I don't care if it's my fucking neighbors. I don't care if it's my friends. I don't care if it's my parents. I don't care if it's other family members. I don't give a shit if it's that grandfather in that place or those fucking idiots in Colorado. I don't give a fuck anymore. You know why? Because if you're supporting this fucking president who's apparently uh, encouraging this kind of behavior where people can design a website around it and say, hey, this guy can do it. 
Well, then you're supporting this kind of behavior. If you're supporting this president, keep in mind, you're supporting this, this message of hatred that's going out there. Whether you like it or not, whether you support it or not, if you support him, then in some way, whether it be directly or indirectly, depending on who you are, then you're supporting this kind of fucking behavior and it needs to fucking stop. I don't give a shit who you are. I don't care if you're that ex-boss I used to work for. Stop it. Okay? Stop it. It's fucking insane. This is the kind of shit that people associate with Trump. Okay? That's clearly what's happening. These these vile, cowardly members of this fucking website that has no faces uh, of the people that are associated with it, mind you. It's just kind of like random people in the crowd that you don't know. Well, they're fucking cowards. They're cowards, and they're the, they're the lowest form of of person you can uh, you could have in this world and they need to go away right we need to stomp that out all right but the fact is they think that the president is a guy who's on board with this shit and the only reason they think that is because of the words that have come out of his mouth in the past and the present probably the future so here's what i'm saying if you support him in some way you're supporting this so stop it swear to christ stop it Got that? Are we cool? We understand? Because I'm not okay with it. And I'm, t- I'm, I'm done pussyfooting around. Uh, if everybody else can say what they want, well, I'm going to say what the fuck I want. How about that? That's how it's going to go down. Sorry, neighbors, but I'm tired of your uh, fucking pro-Trump shit around here, too. I really am. And hopefully, my hope, the big hope, is that somebody, somewhere, because, you know, it's a numbers game, Right? The numbers say I have a lot of people that listen to this show. Well, hopefully, out of those numbers, I just have one, just one of the fuckers who are associated in some way with this site that are that are listening and going, oh, fuck. Well, we thought everybody liked it. We, well, we don't. We fucking don't. And I'm speaking for everybody. We don't fucking like it. So go away. Take your shit down. Go away. Cool? Good. While we're on it, it, it occurred to me over the over the past, you know, well, for a while now. But I think it's because I've been hearing this on a daily basis that it's really sunk in, and I don't. Another thing I don't care for. Let's stop calling it the Chinese virus. Let's stop. It's called COVID nineteen. Okay, and here's why we need to stop. I got a good pal. Okay, I'm going to call him a good buddy. Been known him known him a long time. Okay, probably like 15 years, according to him and me. And guess what? He's Chinese. You know what? He's a good dude. He's not the cause of the virus. Neither are the other Chinese folk who are around here. Neither are a lot of the Chinese folk in China. But here's the thing. When we call it the Chinese virus or the Kung flu or whatever the other awful nickname that we're putting on it to create hate towards Chinese people. Let's fucking stop because I thought about it, you know, and I, it, it actually woke me up the other night. I thought I really fear for my friend who, you know, he's not out walking around cause he's a smart man and he's in lockdown with his family cause that's how he rolls. But I thought, you know, if he's out walking around and he just runs into the wrong fucking person who maybe subscribes to this wonderful website that listens to our awful, awful president. Well, maybe they're going to take it out on him. 
And I really don't want to see that happen. I really, truly don't. And, and, and it really pisses me off. So let's stop calling. Let's stop with the nicknames and the name call. Let's just call it what it is, COVID-19. Okay. And if you're Kellyanne Conway and go, well, well, we had so many, we had, it's COVID-19. We had one through 18 to get it right. How come we couldn't stop it then? It's not how it works, you dummy, you nincompoop, you, you nitwit, dummy, dumb, dumb. No, it's COVID-19. Okay. That's what it's called. Stick to it. It's not, don't call it the other thing. I'm not even going to say it anymore. Stop it. Get it together. Hey, <laughs> this week I posted something about something that showed, <laughs> hey, <laughs> about something that showed up in the mail. Well, I mean, what kind of transition could I make out of that, right? I mean, <laughs> went from like a white supremacist website, which God damn it, I hope it goes away, to uh, my, my friend who could be in peril just walking down the street getting a coffee if he was... You know, but he's not even doing that because he's locked out. How do I get out of that? You go, hey, <laughs> want to hear something fun? So this week, I posted a little something about it, but I wanted you to hear, in my words, what it meant. This week, uh, we got a package in the mail, and you know, the other day, I was sitting there in the in the in the mecca, locked down, of course. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, locked down. And uh, the doorbell rings, bing, bong. That's not the sound of our doorbell, but I figured that was a universal, close enough to a universal doorbell sound that you would figure it out. In fact, my I think my doorbell goes, there's someone at your door. Jason, talking to you, there's someone at your door. It says that because I programmed it that way, because it's smart. So anyway, sitting here the other day, there's someone at your door. So I walk out there and like the, the family already beat me to it. There's a, there's a big package being brought in the house. And I mean big, like, like people could fit into it. So I go, uh, what's that? And, uh, you know, my wife says, well, I don't know. It's got your name on it. And I said, well, I'm not expecting anything. I haven't ordered anything fun in a long time. So probably since the barge, I don't know. Uh, I haven't ordered anything fun in a long time, so I wasn't expecting anything. Anyway, box comes in, it's giant, and I'm thinking like, huh, well, I'm not expecting this, and, you know, I say some things on this show that could be, I don't know, off color, maybe, offensive to some. Ladies and gentlemen, that was me doing, already doing Rush. Ladies and gentlemen. Well, it could be offensive. I don't know. They could be offensive, right? So I figured, like, this is weird. I didn't. I'm not, ex- and certainly not expecting a giant package. Not, not, not expecting it at all. So cautiously, <laughs> pick it up. I take it in the garage, and I'm like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> like, I don't know. Should I open it? I don't. I don't know. I mean, I look at the return address. It's like, it's very nondescript. It says like Warehouse One. I'm like, oh, I don't know. So. <laughs> I put my ear up to it, listening for this. You know, tick-tock, tick-tock. Didn't hear anything. So I'm like, well, there's no ticking bomb in there. You know, but I could open it, and it could be like something from the Joker, where like a fistful of flowers pops up, and then it like sprays in your face. I don't want that either. So I grab a knife, and I 
opening it up, and sure enough, nothing exploded, which was nice. And I look inside there. Wow. Just a box of goodies. And I don't mean like goodies like Nabisco and Sara Lee. No, no, no. I'm talking goodies like games and stuff. Someone sent a box of goodness out to the house just because. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, I, I was... I was flabbergasted. I don't use that term very often, but I was flabbergasted. Flabbergasted. Okay? White supremacist, folks, right here in the hood. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, 2020. Hits just keep on coming. So I was flabbergasted. I look at it, and I'm, I'm then I'm starting to like kind of zero in on what's in there. Transformers? Magic the Gathering? Have you heard of that game? Magic the Gathering? Yeah, a bunch of other stuff. And I'm looking for a note. I'm looking for a, a card. Something that would identify where this came from. I see nothing. So I thought to myself, and so I bring it in. I show the kids. I'm like, kids, look at this. Look at this. And if you, if you, if you listen carefully, like right now, if you roll down your window, if you use like the, the mechanical window crank with your left arm while you're sitting in the driver's seat and you roll that window down, I'm assuming everyone is driving a 74 olds. Well, if you roll that window down, you listen real closely, you might still hear the screams of excitement coming from my children's mouths. Cause yes, they were that excited to see a box when you, when you're a kid and just a box of stuff showed up at your house, come on. It's ins- that's, that's insanity right there, right? Insanity. Boy, I hope I'm recording this. Yeah, it looks like I am. Good. Whew. thought for a second I didn't hit record. <laughs> oh, man. Anyhow, they were excited, and the first thing out of their mouth, like, where did this come from? I don't know. I have no clue. I have, in fact, well, who sent it? Still don't know. Well, why? Because uh, I don't. <laughs> Oh, okay. So, and it took a moment. I, I started poking around in the box and I saw an item in there and I'm not going to tell you exactly what it is because I think it'll give away maybe somebody, you know, give away the person who sent it. But I saw an item in there that was very specific to a, a, a somebody in the industry, somebody in gaming, okay? And I looked at it and I thought, huh, I wonder. And then I dig a little more and then sure enough, I see a, a, something else that confirmed my beliefs. And I thought to myself, wow, what a, just a generous item, a generous thought, you know, and there were masks also packed in with this thing. So they clearly know me. Uh, but I thought, what a wonderful, just generous gift. You know, no, no, like, hey, I sent you this now. Can you do me a solid? None of that. None of the, uh, hey, I just wanted you to know I was thinking of you and sent you something. This is from me. Nope, none of that. Just it showed up. So I thought to myself, you know, I don't get a lot of t- like real time teachable moments, you know, for my kids in life, but this is one. So one of them asks, you know, well, where, where, where's it from? Where's it from? I said, I don't know. And then I, I said, you know, are you, are you excited? And he goes, I'm so happy. I think I might cry. And I said, okay, well, that's fine. You can, you know, I get it, man. Sometimes the feelings are so good that it makes you want to cry. I get you. I hear you. I know where you're coming from. I've done it myself. I'm doing it now (laughs) on the inside. However, I said, listen, pal, I want you to understand something. You know, you're asking me who sent it, why they sent it. You know, did I know it was coming? I knew none of that. So just remember, sometimes in this life, 
people will do things for you that are just nice. They just do it to be nice. And I said, you should think about that. Maybe there's somebody out there who isn't having a great day. Maybe there's somebody who needs, uh, needs something nice said about them or sent to them or, or something. They don't need to know it came from you because you know it came from you. So do something for someone and, you know, you don't have to get something back, you know? And I said, honestly, be a hero when no one's looking. That's, that's the really, that's the thing. Be a hero when no one's looking. And both of them looked up and they said, yeah, we get it. We get it. This is the greatest thing ever. Somebody just sent us a random thing and, and, you know, didn't expect anything in return. So I think, I think they get it. I think they got it. I think they got it. Let's get these uh, people out of our hood, shall we? You know, not, not out of our hood. That, that's not going to fix it. Let's get them off the planet. How about that? Let's get them off the planet. Huh? Off the planet. Are we cool? Do we agree? Just nod. I know you're, I know, I know. I hear you. Here's, here's the other thing. I was watching a movie the other day. And I'm going to tell you what this movie was. And I'm going to tell you what it was about. And I'm going to tell you where you can find it. And I'm going to tell you why you should watch it. The movie is called Threads, like a, a thread, T-H-R-E-A-D, you know, not, not the weird internet kind that I'm on a thread with seven other people. No, 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 no. The kind that you make a sweater with, all right? That kind of thread. It's called Threads, T-H-R-E-A-D-S. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, also, one of the most terrifying movies I've ever seen in my entire life, Alex Lee, I wouldn't recommend it for you. Okay, just saying, pal. I'm looking out for you here. Don't watch. Your wife can watch it. <laughs> but I wouldn't if I were you, man. <laughs> terrifying. And not in like the Jaws sense of terrifying or the uh, the Hitcher film, the original with Rutger Howard, not that new crap with uh, Superboy, whatever, Tom Welling or something. No, not that one. I'm talking about you know the real Rutger Howard Hitcher. But this movie, Threads, terrifying. Here's why. It's about nuclear war, right? Nuclear? No, no, it's called. It's pronounced nuclear, but people say nuclear. It's about nuclear war. Yeah, and it's about nuclear war. Uh, drop it in the middle of the UK just on a regular day. It is terrifying. Does anybody want a basketball hoop for free? It's outside. That's what the neighborhood website's for. Free shoes for anyone who needs them. So it's a terrifying movie about nuclear war. Okay. Now here's the thing. Do you remember when we were kids and the movie the day after was going to be on TV? It was in the 80s. You know what I'm talking about. It was that. And, and even in the schools, they're like, uh, parents, we strongly urge you do not let your kids watch the day after. It's going to scar them for life. Which, of course, meant every kid wanted to go home and watch the day after, having, having brought this note home to their parents that said, don't let them watch the day after. What do we do? We want to watch the day after. Now, little stupid Jason thought it was a good idea to just say, I'm not going to give this note to anybody, and I'm just going to see if I can watch this movie. It's just called The Day After. So, of course, <laughs> I did. Scarred for life, folks. Fucking ruined me, okay? Scared of nuclear war for probably the next 15 to 20 years, all right? <laughs> just saying. <laughs> I mean, any day. You see those missiles going from Kansas City. 
Sorry, Scott Morris. So, apparently, this movie Threads was a UK version, kind of, of that movie. Uh, here's the thing. It was it, it only, from what I read, because I did a little research on it, it only aired in the United States once during that time. And it was, and the reason it only aired once is it was deemed too disturbing for viewers. Okay? Totally agree. <laughs> totally agree. And the only reason I even know about this movie is because it showed up on a list of mine one time that said, uh, if you like to be scared out of your fucking mind and uh, go down a rabbit hole of bad thoughts for about the next 25 years, watch Threads. And of course, I never was able to because I'm not, you know, I don't go seeking out like weird bootleg versions of shit. I'm like, well, I'll, keep, I'll put it in the vault in the back of the head, lock it up. And if it ever comes across my purview, then I'll, I'll check it out. Sure enough, the other day, hey, look at this. There's a movie called Threads. I think I heard it. I should watch this movie. Oh, crap. I made a giant error. Mistakes were made. Wow. Um, fucking terrifying. Terrifying. Because here's the thing. It, it's a TV movie, folks. It's not, you know, it's not Tom Cruise in space, which is apparently happening. It's a TV movie. There's no like high budgets here. This is just like kind of a day in the life and like regular shit's going down and it's just people are doing their regular day to day and like just this stuff happens and then you go, oh, oh God. And it just got worse and worse and worse and worse as a nuclear war probably should. It makes sense. So if you're looking for a fun family night... (laughs) Don't, 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 um, don't do it. If you're looking to like cry alone, pfft, watch Threads. <laughs> uh, it was crappy. I've never seen anything like it. I'm going to watch it again. Today on the show, there's a guy, there's a guy in the show and I've, I've known him for a while. And he, here's the thing. Every one of you look up to him. Every single one of you do. You all look up to him. You don't even realize you do but you do. You know why? Because he's like seven feet tall and you look up. I look up to him all the time. He's a big guy. And you know, he's one of these guys. I only see him at shows with the exception of the time I went to his store in Boise, Idaho, not in Phoenix. It's in Boise, Idaho. It's called Phoenix fire games. And I went in there once unannounced. I just stopped. I was in Boise and I just stopped in. I did a pop in and he wasn't there. (sighs) Whatever. Anyhow, we catch up at shows and we we see each other. And one of the things we, after, you know, after I do these shows, sometimes the record button goes off and we uh, still chit-chat for a while. We chit-chatted for a little bit after and we both kind of arrived at the same conclusion. That the reason we really like talking to each other so much is when we see each other at a show, it's not, hey, I'll trade you this legendary for that thing. Or I what's that game mechanic? No, no, no. We, we talk about, hey, how's your family? How are things? How are you? Everything good? How's your shoes? Are they, are they well? Are they fitting right? Okay, because it's hard. When you're that tall, trust me, I'm not that tall, and it's hard to find shoes. So when you're taller than me, it means it's tougher. But we catch up when we talk about real things, all right? We talk about uh, just re- real stuff, and we're going to do it here on the show. It's Sean Wainwright on Brenzor's Dead. 
Hey, Sean Wainwright. How you doing, bud? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know how to answer that question anymore, man. I really don't. Like, I want to be positive, <laughs> but I, it's hard. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I think uh, I might have even given the answer to to the question of how are you, just with like, I'm Thursday. I, I don't know. I just right. I, I mean, you know, it uh, to. Well, things are what they are right now, right? I mean, it's just it's just nightmare fuel all day long. <laughs> yeah. I mean, are you how are you guys doing over there in the are you no, you're in Phoenix. Uh no, so <laughs> we're it happens all the time. Um we're in Idaho. We're in uh, just outside of Boise, Idaho. Um, but oh, our dude. our store name is Phoenix. Phoenix Fire. Fire. <laughs> yeah. So happens but all the time. <laughs> there's no kind of Phoenix references in gaming. I don't understand. Uh, yeah. Okay, so you're in Boise. So I, I mean, what's what's going on up there? What's the uh, what, what's the climate on the street for you guys? Um, we, I mean, <laughs> uh, it's it's kind of twofold. Our community as a whole is, you know, doing what they can and and making good choices. Our <laughs> there are there's, I mean, just like everywhere else. I mean, it's there's some crazies. Uh, we're, we're like, we're like most places we have, we have different kinds of protocols in place where you're supposed to be wearing a mask. If you're out in public, um, you're, uh, you're supposed to be keeping social distancing, you know, but, uh, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of infighting in the government and, and, uh, a lot of the, you know, protecting my rights and all that stuff kind of people. Uh, also, Hey, fun news today. We were put on like one of the lists from Ohio that said don't travel to Idaho and these mm-hmm. other seven states because uh, their percentages are higher than most. So yay, winning. Oh, good. Well, that's that's great for business. You know, yeah. I mean, nobody ever hears about Idaho otherwise. So I guess there's some silver lining there. I yeah, I mean, it sucks, man. Because we're we're in the same boat down here. We're in we're in San Diego, and. Yeah, and I apologize for thinking you're in Phoenix. I I don't know. <laughs> Phoenix. It throws me off, man. I'm not gonna lie. No, it's I. We have. I mean, we have people that I've known, you know, for for years, family members. Just like, when did you move to Arizona? Like, no, no, it's no. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do your research, dummies, <laughs> myself included. Well, I mean, but we're in the same boat down here in San Diego, buddy. It's you know, our our family is you know, admittedly, we are a mask wearing family, you know. Uh, if it were up to me, we'd be we'd be wearing a mask in 2023 when hopefully this thing is behind. <laughs> I just I just want to go out in a hazmat suit anyway, no matter no matter if there's a pandemic or not, you know. And where we live, our community is there's not a lot of infighting for the reason uh, nobody believes they should be wearing a mask. <laughs> So, so there's not a lot of fighting, uh, because everyone's on the, on the, on the, on the boat that says, no, it's, it's all phony. It's, it's all, it's blown out of proportion. It's this, it's that. we're fine. Yeah. <laughs> right. Know, that yeah. Kind of thing. yeah. And so when we go out walking around, you know, we get a lot of side eye from people. I'll give you a specific example. And this happened this week, uh, earlier in the week. And, you know, when we go out to walk the dog or something, you know, put a mask on, you know, that I'm following the rules, Sean, (laughs) 
I'm I'm trying to follow what uh, the the governor has lined up and said, this is what's safe. And, and, And all the medical experts have lined up and said, this is what's safe. So I'm trying to follow those rules. So, uh, you know, the kids were with me and they're wearing masks. The three of us are out walking the dog. I'm telling you, man, I'm about ready to put a mask on the dog just because I, (laughs) I just, I just want to, just to see what people say. So we're out and we come across, you know, we're in regular neighborhood and we were, we're passing by this couple in their, in their driveway and they're talking to somebody else, a third party. And as we pass them, uh, of course, no masks, right? No, of course. Yeah. Uh, and as we pass them, I hear the lady, the l- <laughs> fucking lady. She goes, oh, my God, it's it's insane that he's making those kids wear masks, that kind of thing. And I, it, internally, I exploded. I, internally, I just exploded because I don't know these people. They don't know me. They don't know the situation we're in or whatever. But, you know, it just surprises me that people have the internal ability to say out loud so that we can hear it. Oh my God, it's insane. I'm making these kids do something when in fact, what I'm making them do is protect themselves and protect those a-hole neighbors that decide to say something, you know? Yep. Yeah. That's where we live. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I, I will say, thankfully, like we're, um, you go to a, you go to a business, uh, around here and, and everybody in the business is following the rules and they're, you know, they're respectful of others. Um, I, and like I said earlier, our, our community, whether they believe it personally themselves and whether they would wear a mask anywhere else, they're happy to actually do so for us because we asked them to. And so that's, I mean, that's pretty cool. Like we're, we feel like we're really lucky when it comes to that because I, I mean, I do know some of them that specifically thanks to Facebook, um, <laughs> yeah. post, post anti-mask or anti-government or whatever the case may be. But when, when they walk into to our business, they see the signs and they put it on and they're friendly and they don't that's argue. Good. So uh, well, I, that, I th- but yeah, you know, I think that's a, that's a gamer mentality though more than a human mentality, if you will. Uh, you know, and, and I mean that as a whole, because gamers are just, you know, amicable. <laughs> you know, they they want to go into a place and do a thing. They're going to go, okay, this is the rule. That's cool. I'm used to following rules. I play a lot of games. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's kind of embedded in our DNA that there's a rule set <laughs> out there. And right now the rule set says wear a mask. And if you're not, you're, uh, you're, you're cheating the system. You're cheating the game. But, you know, and, but I, I'm assuming these are, you know, local, cu- regular customers rather uh, that yeah. come in all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Even, I mean, even people that are just walking off the street, you know, they, they see the sign and, uh, and they're fine. You know, they understand. Sure. Um, I mean, our, probably our worst uh, response that we've had to it was somebody was like, do I need to wear a mask? And we're like, yeah, you, you do. And they were like, well, I didn't bring one. Like, well, we have these temporary ones that we're just giving out to people if they forget one. That's oh, cool. Okay. Well, that was it. That was that was the worst response that we've had. So, I, I mean, that seems like the best. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I can live with that. Um, right. I can't say the same for my, my children's school. But, 
that's a totally different subject. <laughs> well, all right, so speaking of that, because we're dealing with that too around here, and it, I mean, I mean, like I say that, I think everybody's yeah. dealing with that as well. I mean, what's the what's the scoop in your neck of the woods in terms of are they pushing for like, hey? It's it's the all clear. Everybody go back. Let's put all the kids in harm's way. Or are they saying, you know, let's hold off or, you know, and, and do the online bit? It's 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 50 50. So they're right now, at least they're waiting for more updated information, obviously, which I mean, they should. They should always be watching it. But um, right now they're offering both. They're they're saying, hey, we're going to we're going to go back to school. If you want your kids to go back to school, there will be all of these rules in place. We're still working on finalizing what those might be, but we're going to have all these rules. Um, or you can do online. And the public online version of school is okay. Um, yeah. It's not the greatest. It's not something that they were really meant to do. I mean, heck, these teachers, like, they're amazing. To, my kids love their teachers. They were taught to teach in person. You know, they, they learned how to teach in person. Yeah. Um, doing it online is not something they were taught to do. So it, it's such a different situation um so so they have options but there's there happen to also be other virtual schools that are available that that's exactly what they do all year round right um so you know we're we're looking at that and when the survey was sent out saying are your kids going to go back to school i mean for us it was easy the answer was no and it's you know we can trust our kids to wear masks because they're used to doing it um they understand the rules and they understand the reasons for it but they're kids and right. kids are kids and you can't trust all the other kids to do the same. You know, it's so we're, we're in the exact same boat, John. Um, I mean, literally the exact same boat in terms of even like kind of the options we're beginning to explore. And, you know, I think for, did you guys close down in March as well last year? Was yes. it? Okay. So I think it was like March 13th or something. It was, it was like the, within the first, uh, the front half of March when we closed and, you know, what we did at that point was we, well, I mean, I'm sure we do what a lot of people did, but in our house, the way it worked was, um, on that Monday, you know, they, they, they left school on Friday and that was going to be it on Monday. We had them set up with, uh, you know, a computer and, and, and granted to your point of these teachers are not built for online teaching. I completely agree with that. And, and we're in the same boat where, the kids love their teachers. Um, and you know, mine are, mine were in second grade last year. And so it was still pretty, they're not learning rocket science, but they are learning and they are, you know, gaining fundamentals of things. And I, I'm a firm believer that kids need to be in a classroom. I, I just believe that for a variety of reasons. I think they learn better. They obviously grow better, um, emotionally, physically, all those things. However, <laughs> during a pandemic, I'm not okay with it right now. I, I'm I'm simply not. Neither is my wife. So um, we're we're opting for the for the distance learning options. But what we noticed was um, the online curriculum was less than. Okay, yes. yeah. it was absolutely less than. And you know we have two kids who learn uh, very different in very different ways. And for one of them, he just had a hard time. You know, he had a hard time and the, and the reason was, and you might've experienced this as well in your home. I'm sure other people did in their homes. You know, you got this zoom class, <coughs> excuse me, with, you know, 25 kids on there and a teacher. And it's, 
it's just blah 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 blah. Look at my dog. Look at my stuffed animal. Oh, look, I can stand on my head. Oh, look at me. I can do. I can make you know puppets with my hands. I mean, it was just nuts. Yeah, it's and like, yeah. And like one of my boys was would just at one point. I'm telling you, man. You know, I saw something on your on your on your Facebook that was like, you know, what a dad does or what a dad is, and it's just a list of just very emotional things. And one of them was like, your heart breaks when you see your kid just having a tough time. And one of my kids one day after just not liking this, what he, he just called it like chaos and he just broke down and he just, I, I see him with his head in his hands and he's crying and he's like, I'm like, well, what happened? You know, he's like, and he just says, I can't deal with it. Everybody's screaming. Everybody's going nuts. I can't hear the teacher. I'm falling behind. I don't know what to do. And it went on and on and on. And I just, I thought, well, this sucks. This is a terrible thing, you know? And it's, it's not anybody's fault because the school was thrown into it without any kind of instruction or, you know, way to have a curriculum that works. And, but the other one, the other one was like, Oh no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I, I got my work. I'm doing my work. I'm, I'm finishing it sooner than I would finish it in class. So I'm fine. Um, but that doesn't, it, it doesn't work for everybody. So we're, you know, we're in a pickle, man. I don't know what to do, <laughs> I yeah. don't, we're, I, but we're exploring some of those like dedicated online services that know how to do it and hope maybe that'll be a difference. I, I don't know, man. It's, it sucks. <laughs> Yeah, it sucks because this is all at the expense of our kids, I think. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And what I mean, the main thing that we've been looking into when it comes to those, the ones that are dedicated is, okay, our, in a perfect world, our kids want to go back to school. They do. They like their friends. Right. They like their teachers. Um, they like the classes they were in, you know. And uh, so if, you know, knock on wood, right, like we get, you know, some kind of vaccine or 12 vaccines or how, whatever it ends up needing. Oh God! Uh, you know, at some point, and kids get go, can go back to school safely. Um, they want to go back. So, with these like virtual academies that we've been looking at, the question is has really come up. Okay, how well can they transition back in? Is everything going to count? You know, can they get back into the the GT programs and things like that? And you know, we've thankfully been able to find most of the answers are yes. You know, they they might have to test back in or something, but okay. I think there's going to be a lot of leniencies on the uh, on the physical schools because you know no everybody's just you know in this swirling uh hurricane of like misinformation or non-information or you know what's the right choice so I think you know the schools are going to have to be lenient when it comes to well people decided not to put their enroll their kid back into the brick and mortar you know, school to, to, to go to a dedicated online, you know, uh, philosophy. But if they want to come back, we're going to have to say yes. I don't think they're going to be too stringent about it. At least I hope not. I, you know, again, I'm just assuming. Right. But I, I hope not. But yeah, man, yeah what a our, drag. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's interesting. One thing that I will say that really, really threw us off um, ending our school year, if you will, um, here at least, I, I know this wasn't everywhere. I mean, I've, I've got a friend who's a teacher in California and she had to, their, their students were kept up to par on, on everything. But here, if the kids want, once they decided to close the schools down for the rest of the school year, uh, once that final decision was made, if the kids were already getting good enough grades, like 
our kids had A's, they said, cool, you're done. Like sure. nothing you do for the rest of the year will affect your grade. And that, that threw me off. That just really, I didn't understand that. And my kids were like, cool. So we don't have to do any online school anymore for the rest of the year. And we're like, what? no, like they're still sending you stuff. You still need to do it. Well, it's just review. They were bored. Right. They they had zero interest in doing it whatsoever. And, and that was, again, as you said, teachers were thrown into it. It was a new thing. It wasn't something that was planned for. Um, but with all of the different learning styles that there are in a classroom, I don't, I don't see how that's going to be any different moving forward. Well, and, and once again, it was the same thing here. We, we were told about a week into the distance learning, we were told that the kids would not be graded, uh, after the point of closure that where the school is closed. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, we were told the exact same situation and, you know, uh, it didn't really filter down to my kids that way that they weren't, you know, it was going to be, well, I don't have to do anything. Cause what we did is we kept them. It was three months, March. Yeah. Three months. They sat and did the distance learning bit from, you know, I, our, our school day, uh, in, in our house consisted of about eight thirty to somewhere between two and three, depending, or one thirty and three, depending on the day and how, how it was kind of going. There were days where it was a little bit of a struggle where we said, okay, that's cool. You know, um, we can cut it early and go outside a little bit, but you know what I know, but for the most part, it was pretty regular five days a week for three months. Um, and I, I, I thought from a structural standpoint, they needed it. And, and, and yes, it was kind of, uh, review work or not. It wasn't really pushing the envelope of what they were learning in terms of new stuff. It was, it was more, let's do some more reading and let's do some more this and let's do some more that, but it's kind of, you're not learning anything. You're just keeping the skills kind of active, you know? Sure. But what, what freaked me out, man, is, you know, we live in a neighborhood that does have a lot of children that go to the school and about, I mean, as, as soon as like about a week into this thing, maybe two weeks. And again, they did it for like three months, you know, about nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, you know, I'm, we're, we're working from home. I start hearing like outside, you know, kids playing and, you know, it started out like, you know, a a small amount, but then it seemed to grow where first thing in the morning, kids are just outside playing. And some people will go, well, it's summer and they didn't know what to do. So they should be out playing anyway. Fine. Uh, Immediately my, like, I don't know, the, the OCD of like problem management kicked in and I thought, but what's going to happen? Like, cause my kids are sitting at the, at the table doing their, their schoolwork as I'm, you know, as I'm sure a lot were, but it, it seemed to me that a lot of parents have said, well, if they're not going to get graded, they're done. And so w- what, it, what started occurring to me was, well, if my kids are sitting there still working and I'm sure there are other kids still working, is that going to mean that like when the next year starts up, there's going to be a learning curve for the kids who took three months off <laughs> Because they didn't want to like, you know, uh, sit there at a, at a computer or what have you. Does that mean like they're, how do I explain this? Like their, their learning uh, capacity went down. And so they're going to have to start at a much more like remedial level. And the, and the kids who, you know, stuck with it are going to be a little bit more advanced and ready to go. And they're, they're going to get dragged down was my fear. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And that's actually what it sounds like it's going to be here. Um, there, when, when they were told and they were given the work that was 
literally just review. It, they there was nothing new that they were being given for the rest of the school year. Um, that was actually my so my older daughter's thirteen, and that was her her biggest fear. She was like, "Cool, so I'm going to know all of this, and when we start next year, they're going to review it again." Right. And I, so I'm just I'm falling behind, not because. I didn't do this. I'm falling behind because we're not advancing. We're not learning anything new. You're falling behind. Your daughter's falling behind because other kids are like, whatever, (laughs) you know, it's an extra three months of summer. And that, that bothered me so much. It it did. And, and not because it was my kids, just in general that, you know, some of these kids are still working, you know, and some of the parents are still trying to keep it going, you know, because it, it wasn't just a free three months. They should have been doing something. And, you know, uh, other kids are just like, well, whatever. And it's not the kid's fault. It's not the kid's fault. Let me be very clear on that. It's definitely, it falls on the parents who are like, ah, oh, go ahead. It's cool. You know, don't worry about it. And then like next year, you know, it's just going to be a drag for the kids who stuck with it. It's going to be a total drag. And your daughter's exactly right. She's just going to be like, well, cool. I'm going to be behind because someone down the street decided they wanted to go ride bikes instead of like doing math, you know, and it's a drag, man. It's a total drag. It's a total drag. It sucks. (laughs) There's no good way to phrase it other than it really just sucks, man. So Uh, I, yeah, I can't imagine like being in, in their shoes, you know, when, when I was that age, well, when I was that age, I didn't want to go to school anyways, but um, like I, I just, <laughs> you know, right? yeah, I, I can't even imagine that, that feeling of, you know, they're, I mean, we, we did keep them at home. Like we didn't, we didn't have them going out and playing with friends and we didn't have them, you know, running around the neighborhood unless they were together and keeping distance right. from anybody else. And, right. you know, no, you can't play on playgrounds and all those different things that are, you're just not used to saying when, you know, when your kid wants to go outside and you're like, yes, please go out in the world, but don't touch things. Um, I, you bring some wipes, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, be you responsible know. with your sanitizer. I mean, it, it's like, have you guys, um, were, were you guys pretty much then locked down? Like you were saying, like, like through this? Part, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, for the first couple months, um, so we, Idaho was, was behind, uh, most of the States and this is why, you know, again, yay winning, um, so right from the get go, like you, you, yeah, you, you said you guys shut down around like the 13th or whatever, like right after gamma, basically. Yeah. Um, we were driving home from gamma when the first case in Idaho was reported. So we actually didn't shut down for another two weeks. Um, now as a state, we started taking steps at, at the store before then and so we started cutting back on and what people could do we started lower lessening events we shorted hours um all these different things and then and then it was on 20 the 27th or 28th whatever that friday was um it was okay everything is shut down if you're not essential that you're this we we kind of ran into a weird like bottleneck where we weren't essential we knew that we sell games um we reached out to the government office and, and we said, Hey, uh, this is what we would like to do because we think board games would be important for people if they're going to be locked at home and for doing sure. Um, so we'd like to offer curbside service. We'd like to um, update our website and make it easy for people to have full contactless 
business and we won't have anybody inside the store. We'll even cut back to just manager and, and uh, owner. And that's all we'll do. How does that sound? And they were like, you're doing more than most businesses are going to do. So we're going to give you a pass. Um, oh, good. Yeah, it was weird. We expected a no, got a yes. So not going to argue, right? So um, so we did that. So, so I was super busy <laughs> um, for, for the next like two months um, just doing that, just at the store all day long, doing curbside pickup, everything. Again, community awesome. Uh, we spent, uh, my, my wife and my store manager and myself spent the first like 72 hours uploading like 3,400 products onto our website that we really never used uh, oh and, you know, make, updating it and stuff. But it was it was awesome. It was really, really cool. And my kids were just at home, you know, with, with mom just doing school stuff and, you know, being being bored. Um, so <laughs> with so all those games. Right? Come on. Yeah. So I, I decided to, to throw a wrench into into everything. And I thought, well, we have all this downtime. Um, I have this uh, this planned surgery on my foot that I've been wanting to do this year. And was going to do after Essen, since that doesn't exist. Um, you know, I was like, oh, now it's a good time to, to just do it. So so that changed everything. I, I went and had surgery on my foot. And like we're nine weeks later now. And I'm just barely walking on it again. Um, so during all that time, we were mostly locked into our house because I couldn't go anywhere. Right. Um, and the kids were actually waiting on me, <laughs> uh, bringing me food and water and, you know, popcorn and, you know, making sure I had everything I needed. And right. And uh, then Patty, she was, she was going to, to the store and, and helping out. And um, in that process, the state started to slowly reopen. Um, and I will say that the original plan for the state's reopening was actually well executed um, and or well written, I should say, uh, but then poorly executed over time. Yeah, was it uh, was it poorly executed because of it was because of the citizens? <laughs> well, <laughs> or was it because it was that's how it was here, man? Yeah, it was all pressures, right? So yeah. you know, so it was it was all mapped out. It was all planned to have you know every two weeks we would we'd look at the numbers, we'd look and see right. where things were. Doing phases. Yeah. If we want to go to the next, the next phase. Yeah. Um, and we like, we tried to mirror our stores policies based off of those current stages. Um, so we had it all planned out. We had it all mapped. If we get to this, we do this. Well, you know, two weeks later when that time came for them to look at it, they just said, cool, we're going to the next stage. And we're like, but you're not, oh we're God. not there yeah. yet. Um, and they were like, technically we're mostly there. So we're going to do it. And then that happened again on the next stage. And we we're like, no, we're way behind. Um, and then the final stage, if you will, um, when when they went there, it just all all heck broke loose. And I, we're, I, I, I don't know. I'm trying to be polite. All hell broke loose. I'm trying to, but, it's fine. Um, There's a lot worse has been said on this show. Trust me. I enough. hear you, man. Um, <laughs> I'll just get it out of the way. There was a fucking shit show. <laughs> It, it was it was it was a fucking shit show. Right. It really so, was, man. Um, and and then what happened with us in our county, because we're we're Boise, we're, we're Boise is it's the it's the biggest county in the state. 
um, we were rolled back. Uh, they, they had said it could happen. And, you know, we, we planned for it and we said, okay, this is probably going to happen. And then it did. And, you know, it took the public by surprise. How could they do this? How could our governor take away these rights of ours? Oh my God, they're, you know, they're a terrible person. Um, you need to be, so we have like all these things, you know, the people are trying to recall the governor. This is, this is a conservative state, you know, like Idaho's red. I mean, the, I think the bluest it's ever been was like 30% or something like that. Like, um, and that's because almost everybody that is, uh, um, non-conservative thinking, if you will, or not hard red is is in Boise and it's a big town. Um, but the governor is very much conservative and, you know, but just little things like this saying, no, we went backwards. You guys are rolling back. Everybody just blew up and just, you know, the the shit hit the fan. People started writing and protesting and, you know, they, it's insane. Uh, it's insane, man, because out here it was, (laughs) again, dude, we're living very, very similar lives right now. (laughs) I mean, very, very, if, if I had foot surgery, it would be freaky similar. All right. (laughs) I'm I'm just saying, man, because we are living very similar lives in terms of what's happening in our States. And, you know, I, I had a situation the other day where I was, you know, again, I was on a walk, taking the dog and one of my neighbors uh, stopped and, you know, he's holding a clipboard and, you know, I greeted him. I was like, Hey, how you doing? He wasn't wearing a mask. So I kept my distance and, you know, he goes, Hey, can I get you to sign this petition? I said, well, you know, what is it for? They said to uh, remove Gavin Newsom from office. And I was like, dude, isn't that what like, isn't that what voting is for? <laughs> you know, when, when the voting window appears, isn't it that what it's for? Not he, he made some decisions, you know, midterm, you don't like them. And now you want them gone. That that's so weird to me. And, you know, again, everybody, ha- he's a nice guy and everybody has like their opinions and their right to want to do something. But to me, if you don't like someone who's in office and, and, I don't love Gavin Newsom over here. He's never been really my guy. He looks like a diehard villain, man. <laughs> he, just, he just looks like a diehard, but from like diehard seven, you know, not like any of the good ones is if they like kept making them, he'd be down the list, but he looks like a diehard villain. But to me, you know, he's doing the right thing in terms of closures and, you know, we're rolling back here too, buddy. Uh, but he's keeping the schools closed and I support that. I totally support that. But then, when I hear, well, he made a decision I don't like, and so I want him out of office, sign this paper. I'm, I'm like, well, dude, that's what voting is for. <laughs> you know, get him out when it's time. Like, he didn't break any laws. He's just doing something that you don't appreciate. Well, vote him out. You know, right. I, I, and, and most of these people voted in this governor. You know, they were like, they were very supportive of him. He was the Republican governor, you know, the, the candidate. They voted for him because that's how they vote. Yeah, but now they can't get their gravy fries because their favorite, you know, poutine restaurant closed down. (laughs) So, so Uh, get them the hell out of there. I guess I don't. I don't understand. It's uh, I I can't even imagine like what would have happened if, um, you know, they the first thing the first places that closed would have been the the hunting stores around here. It would have it would have been the end of the world because people really love their guns here. Yeah. Yeah, or we we have that too. Um, it's it's weird, and you know, it's funny. It, 
it just started as we're talking. I'm I'm just reminded of something that happened uh, about a year, no, about two years ago, uh, and I sh- really should have known you were in Boise because I walked into your store. <laughs> That's right. I, I really should have remembered that you're in Boise because I stepped foot into Phoenix Fire Games uh, looking for the tall man, and uh, you weren't there. I wasn't. I was across <laughs> the country. I think. <laughs> I was thinking, I'm like, oh yeah, boys. Oh, I've been to boys. Oh yeah. I went to Sean's store and, um, yeah, I should have remembered that one. Uh, beautiful store, by the way. Thank you for what it's worth. <laughs> beautiful it's, store, man. It's, it's still there. It's still in the same space. So uh, are, are you guys, are you guys going to be okay with this? Uh, are you, are you still doing curb? I'm assuming, yeah, well, I don't know. So are you still doing curbside and in store or what? We are. Yeah. We, I mean, once we had the website up and running, honestly, it was just, Okay, now it's easy to maintain. Sure. Um, so let's do that. And so we just keep on offering the same options. We even do like, I mean, it's it's like once every three weeks that somebody actually asks for it. But uh, we, we do like residential delivery to to different parts of the of the counties, sure. um, and uh, it, whatever people are comfortable with, you know, if they don't want to leave their house, cool, we we can serve them. Well, um, and I think that's how businesses survive in this in this climate right now, because you, and what I mean by that is you have to, you have to acclimate, you have to change your strategy, um, to, to adopt something that will allow your business to run, you know? And, and honestly, a lot of folks outside of gaming, I'm just saying businesses in general, you know, they're not doing that. They're just like, well, we want a bunch of folks in here drinking. And if they can't have that, we can't operate. Well, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe you got to look, you know, get somebody in there who, an operations manager who can, you know, turn the dial a little bit and see if there's something you can do. But man, in San Diego, it's, it's become all or nothing. We, we either want everything open, uh, everything back to normal or F you. And it's like, well, that ain't going to work. <laughs> it's not going to work. And, you know, I see it every weekend. There's um, just beaches are packed sean they're packed it's it's unbelievable man you know uh bars packed restaurants packed well guess what because you people (laughs) you citizens of america are so awesome right now we got to shut it all down again because of you it's not because of the governors it's not because of the president as much as i hate him so much it ain't his fault (laughs) it's it's the people who who said we we the Here's what gets on my under my skin. I can't understand this. Maybe you can shed some light because you clearly have uh, the same head on your shoulders as I do. And I don't understand this. Everything that comes out of the, whether it's a local government or, you know, the state government or Washington, everything is a recommendation. We recommend you stay home. We recommend you wear a mask. We recommend this. And then when and people go, oh, you do? Okay, well, I'm not gonna. So um, there you go. Yeah. And it's like there's no and, and and that's like a very you know uh macro level but on the micro level like here in town you know they say we recommend you don't have a bunch of people drinking in your bar okay well we're gonna because it was a recommendation and or a guideline and not a a requirement and then you know these people they open up there's 700 people in a in a bar down by the beach and then they go, well, we're going to look into that and see uh, what, you know, they're, they're clearly not listening to the requirements. We're going to look into that and, and see what's going on until the government decides that they're just going to enforce these recommendations and, and make it a rule or a requirement. I don't think it's ever going to stop. And I don't understand 
for the life of me, and there's probably a good reason, I just don't know it, why it's it's all recommendations and guidelines. Is is it just to get, you know, make sure that there's re-elections happening or is there some other thing at work here? I really don't understand it because no yeah. one's following these rules. Yeah, I, I always believe first it's politics. Like it's right. it, it's all about just covering themselves. So that's always going to be my, my first belief because I, I haven't seen different. Um, <laughs> it's very <but> true. <laughs> yeah, here like... It, it has been a lot of recommend, you know, to, to go with. And then recently, like when we rolled back, what happened was, is our, our governor turned over the decision-making process to the, um, the state health district instead of the different districts. Um, and that's why, because originally it was Idaho is this, Idaho is this, we're going to stage one, we're going to stage two. And there was a lot of fight from all the rural communities um, of the state. You know, we've got, Boise has, uh, I don't know, a million people in it. Let's just say a million. It's less. But, um, and that's the center of our, of our state. We've so many communities out in the middle of nowhere that, you know, have 3000 people, um, a hundred people, whatever the case may be. And so, so they weren't really happy with following the same rules as, as the rest of the state goes. I can understand that. I can. So, so when you switched it over to the, the health districts, they just said, cool, the rest of the state is follow these guidelines, but you guys who can't stop going to bars and you know can't stop, we don't have beaches, I guess that's a, a good thing right now. Yeah. Um, but you know, like can't, lucky can't, can't stop playing in the parks and, and all those kind of things. Um, you know, you guys are, are going backwards and that's the way it is. Like this is going to happen. Now, of course, there's a lot of people that aren't happy about that and, you know, stormed the, the, the state capitol and show up with all of their guns and, and armor and everything oh, else. Th- and, those folks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, so, the, the make-believe guys. Yeah. yeah a, a few years ago, you might have remembered on the news, there was like a big group of guys that went to Oregon to like go. Um, there was like a, a standoff between the federal government and like a whole bunch of guys with guns that were like on some kind of reservation absolutely i think that was the basis for the show yellowstone now that's on tv Um, so so those guys are those those guys are ours um there's they're from idaho and uh they they now come down to boise and do the same kind of things here so you know yay yay they played Uh, a lot of gi joe when they were younger they did and yeah and now they just want to be like duke and flint I mean, these guys kill me. It's just, I I saw, you know, you see them in Michigan and you see them all over now. And it's, (laughs) these two, and what, what, I think it's abhorrent, quite frankly, that these, you know, milk fed white folk go uh, trying to do a, a, an overrule, like they're trying to take over the local government. So they go storm, storm the castle with their guns and their armor and their this and that, you know, and they're met with like, can you guys please not do this, please? I'm I'm asking you nicely, please. And yet we see, you know, some folks in the street doing a, hey, we're here protesting. Oh, you threw something in my face that hurts really bad. And now I'm dead. You know, I mean, it's, it's really unbelievable what's going oh, yeah. on in this country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Oh, well, that, try, that's a whole nother. Yeah. And I try as much as I can to, to stay out of that because it's just, it's just sad. It just, I mean, that's, that's the the primary. I should be angry. I'm really just sad. So uh, I, just yeah. after after months and months and months of this, you just 
you do become a little numb to it. You go, well, it's a, it's another day. What's going to happen? What is this moron in charge going to say today? Oh, he's going to tweet something about uh, a doctor who thinks, you know, uh, we get vaccines from demons and aliens or something like that. But she's right. I mean, that's what's it going to be today? You know, that's really the question. I wake up yeah. every day. <laughs> every, every, a couple, every couple of days, somebody's just like, what happened to the murder hornets? Like, where did they go? Murder <laughs> Uh, (laughs) murder horn i forgot that was hot for like that was a hot minute man murder hornets were were it was like a tuesday you know it was like on the next one (laughs) it's a tuesday in washington murder hornets so how you so are you guys um you know if you if you haven't remembered, there's a there's a show going on right now, Sean. Um, Gen Con Online. Gen, Con, I'm calling it Gen Con Line. I'm not Gen saying Con Gen Con Online. That's, I don't know who missed the mark on that one. Come on, Gen uh, Con Line trademark, right? Yeah. God. Yeah, isn't it weird? <laughs> well, I mean, I I hope it goes well. I yeah. um, we so I mean. We have this. We have this small convention that we run to, and we originally thought, well, we won't be able to host it. We're going to do a virtual con, um, just like just like Origins is going to do, just like Gen Con is going to do, just like all these. We're going to do this virtual version of it, and then we watched talking about Gem State. Yeah. Um, Then we then we watched like most of them kind of just burn in flames, Um, and we were like, cool. If they can't do it, we we definitely can't really like bring you know something to this that's going to make it exciting and and awesome and uh it's unfortunate and so i just what do you do like i mean as as an attendee cool you play some games with people that's awesome as a publisher like as as a you know as a vendor i can't fathom i know like what you do at one of these events like yay we can't really do demos and show you things and it's I think it's it's a very clear case to me of making lemonade out of lemons. You know what I mean? I, I just feel like nobody wanted to do nothing, you know? And so everyone said, let's just do, let's just go online and we'll do it online. And nobody knew what it meant. And so, you know, I think we saw it with BGG first, you know, where they kicked it off. And because I believe they were the first one to do a major event online. If, I, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but I feel like it was them. And it was, you know, their BGG spring. And, you know, it was cool. It was well done. But what what it ends up being to me is, you know, because I'm looking through, quote unquote, event lists for Gen Con. And it's, it's watch, you know, I, and I'm not picking on anybody, but like watch Tony Galati do a demo or watch this person do a demo or, you know, FFG is going to do a demo of that. And it's, it's like, okay, so it's just a bunch of demos or maybe a panel, you know, or two about, and I find the panels to be much more interesting because at least it's, you know, people talking about stuff as opposed to roll, die, move guy online. You know, I mean, it's, but, and, and I, I, I do think that all these entities, Gen Con, BGG, you know, who, whatever is next, I, I think is, Origins is not. Are they doing? No, they didn't do no, anything. It, it, I mean, it was. It was well. <laughs> yeah, for a lot of reasons, it went down in flames. But um, oh yeah, oh well, that was that was a fun that was a fun moment in time too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody they like to pulled, keep it interesting. 
I know it's very true, but I mean, I just think that a lot of these, a lot of these organizations wanted to do something. I, I personally don't think um, that it, the feel, the excitement is there at all. At least for me, it's just not like I've signed up for a couple of events and okay, that was neat. Uh, But I'm going to watch, you know, I'm going to watch Chris leader do his thing on back to the future tomorrow. Okay, cool. Um, I don't know. (laughs) You know, it's, it, it and there's really nothing. I don't think they could do anything else. But no, I, and not. I mean, it's I, to me, it's it's probably more just them trying to you know stay in the know, stay like stay relevant. Stay and yeah, yeah. Um, we had yeah. a Gen Con in 2020. That year sucked, but look what we did. Right. Like at least people remember our name. Um, right. Yeah. I, I, but again, I think it's it's a lemonade on a lemon situation. I applaud all these these groups for doing something. I mean, you know, Aldi pulled it together. He did great. You know, I think the folks over at Gen Con are, you know, I, I haven't watched too much of it, admittedly. So I don't know if it's going well or not. I mean, I, I hope it is. You know, I, I don't want it to do bad, but I just it doesn't build any excitement for me. Like if I log on and I watch something for a few minutes and then I log off and go about my day so be it yeah you know it's i don't feel like i miss i feel like i'm missing gen con <laughs> even though they're doing stuff so i don't yeah. i just you know I, I think like it's it kind of separates with i guess for me an example you know gen con line is is free right you know you can go for free and you get still a buy tickets, free, right? right you have to buy some tickets but like um things like blizzcon right like on blizzcon you can get the digital you know the what a virtual pass if you will right. um but like, it just there's definitely something different, right? You you just feel like I can, oh, that's going to be recorded. I'm going to watch that later. Like I'm just going to go do something yeah. else, or while this is playing in the background, I'm I'm going to work or I'm going to do this, and that right. that would never happen at Gen Con. Well, no, I mean Gen Con, it's it's insanity. I mean, it's it only to me only eclipsed by San Diego comic-con, which have you, have you ever done no, San Diego? And I won't, I won't. It's oh, too, dude. it's too many people. Like, I mean, Essen is too many people and San Diego comic-con just scares me. <laughs> the The thing about Essen though, that's different from SDCC is when, when you're in Essen, when you're in the show, okay, it's, it's, it's hard. <laughs> It's tough, man. Like navigating is tough when you're in. But once you leave, okay, I've left. Now I'm going to walk to the train and I'm going to go, you know, back to where I came from or or what have you. You know, I'm going to go to the hotel and it's over. Like it's not really around you. Comic-Con, man, you know, when you're in it, yes, it tough does not set the tone correctly. It is impossible. If you have to go from A to A to C or A to D, forget it. You better set aside a solid 45 minutes to an hour just to go a few hundred yards. You better set it aside because you just can't navigate it. And if you, you know, if you try, you're just going to get miserable. But the worst part to me about Comic-Con is when you leave the show, you walk out the doors and you go into the fresh air into the street. Now you're still in it. There's still 150,000 people around you at any given time. And you have to walk about about 10 blocks, I'd say, in any given direction before you can actually kind of escape it. And it's it's hard, man. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, I would do it once. <laughs> you should just do it once just to say, you're not that far away. You're a 45-minute plane ride. Come on. 
mean, you know, uh, just come down for one of them. You know, uh, and, and uh, you just missed this last one. Oh wait, no, right? That was yeah. also online. And well, uh, I, so I have I have a built-in excuse that I I get to actually keep when it comes to San Diego Comic Con is we I hate it. <laughs> it's good enough. There's that. Um, we actually do our own. We do GemCon uh, at the same time. Oh, it's it's at the same time. <laughs> it's it's if it's not the same weekend, it's always like the weekend before or the weekend after. It's the same. Fair time. enough. Um, All right. Well, that that's fine. Uh, which, but which is a sacrifice because it's also my my wedding anniversary, and that was a, a, it was a bad choice, but it was a good choice. So it was one of those things where <laughs> I was going to let know, you say we, it. <laughs> we we made a we made a mutual decision. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't. I'm the worst, but. <laughs> <laughs> We have to do it this weekend. Trust me. It's the only weekend that'll ever work. Trust we, me. We do. We have to do it because we're going to not do San Diego Comic-Con. It's, this is how it's going to work. We'll celebrate yeah. later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, sure. And like, you know, I mean, you guys have been married a while. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming years. it's, yeah. So it's, you know, it's, at some point you go, well, we'll just do it next weekend. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not like you're, you know, 17 anymore where it, uh, for Valentine's Day, where are we going? <laughs> Uh, what? <laughs> Nowhere. I mean, I mean, I'm gonna be honest. We, it's about fifty-fifty. Valentine's Day, no, but we did move our anniversary to our first date instead, and we celebrate well, that. So that's fine. I'm just saying, like, it's those amateur hour holidays where let's go to dinner on Valentine's Day. What are you high? Right. Yeah. <laughs> what are you kid? I mean, no. That's like going to a let's go to a hotel on New Year's and ha- go to the party. No. None of none of that is happening. Yeah, we're we're not clubbing anymore. That's not a thing. No, <laughs> no, you got a bad foot, pal. <laughs> right. Working. I, on I, so, are are you still? Are well, maybe not today, but generally speaking, are you still bowling? Um, so I, I was up until the the world went upside down. Um, <sighs> we were we were winning too. Uh, <laughs> are you? Are because you, you're you're a bowler. I I grew up a bowler. Yeah, you are a bowler. Okay, and, and, and I nothing, recently got back into it. Yes. Okay. Uh, are never, you in like a league or something? You. Yeah, yeah. It never really leaves you. You know, like I'm still <laughs> still had all of my equipment from from back when I was a you know twenty year old and right and uh, and so yeah, some friends of mine invited me to join a league with them, and I was like, oh, this sounds like fun. I mean, these are good people. I'm gonna enjoy the heck out of this. Um, and so we, it was a year and a half ago we we started up in that league and I was having such a great time. We went to the next season and kept doing it. And yeah, then, then everything nice. exploded, but is it, uh, a, is it a family thing or is it just you or is it? No, just you it's, and your wife? it's, it's, it's uh, some like the guy who was our team captain uh, was, he ran our Pokemon league at our store. Um, another one, a good buddy of mine, Moose, he's just been like a brother to me since we opened our store. Um, and, uh, and some other teammates that we've kind of like, hodgepodge throughout the two years you know building like just this fun team of friends so it's a to you know whatever the term may be it's an all guys league because that stuff still exists i guess but right um you know so it's just just a bunch of dudes that i mean our, just our team is, having fun yeah our team name is hot nerd mess i mean like how <laughs> <laughs> how serious could you be right it's, just, it's very inviting i like um, it but awkwardly enough like we do way better than we were supposed to so right no oh, that's good man stick with it there's there's one photo 
that you posted a while back. It wasn't recent, man. And I, I just I I just caught wind of it at one point. Uh, and again, this is a while ago, dude. It's it's you uh, with some sort of bo- it was a bowling photo. Uh-huh. All right, it's my favorite picture I've ever seen in my entire life. It's, it's I, I don't know how to explain it, man. It's it's like a it's like a bowling portrait. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. It's from a long it's from a long time ago. Yeah. So it was my favorite picture, man. I I, I was it. it's it's actually one of my senior year photos. I uh, love it. Yeah, and it was just I I was. Again, I was I was all about bowling, right? That was my thing. So, um, so as part of my senior year photos, you know, they were like, "Well, we want to take some pictures. You'll wear a tux, and you'll wear a, you know, sure. we want to take some pictures of your, that, yeah. of your hobby, of your passion." So I was like, I brought my bowling balls, and I brought my like, you know, team shirt, and that's awesome, dude. That's that's awesome because, like, you know, when I did mine. It was, I wish they would have said something like that, but they didn't. They were just like, no, bring us, bring a sport coat and a thing and blah. And, you know, everything looked like, you know, out of Saved by the Bell or something. It was just, it, it was just awful. It was terrible. I would have, if they would have said, bring something fun, it would have been like, well, you know, can I bring my D&D shit? Cause that would have been cool. And I'll be, ro- I'll be rolling some, some D20 bones, but yeah. no, I guess that's not what we do in, you know, Southern California at the time that, you know. You had to, be, Nor- you had to be Northern California for that. That was that's the difference. Well, yeah. Yes. I mean, down here it was, um, if your hobby isn't, uh, you know, some sort of board in the water that you stand on, uh, just keep it to your fucking self. I mean, that's, uh, back, you know, back then nerdum was not as awesome as it is uh, right now. Just yeah. saying, you know, that's back when you could still get beat up for wearing like a, a Star Wars t-shirt or something, you know, oh, yeah. at least, right. at least down here. We, we even, I mean, you know, it's, it was the same, it was the same in Northern California. Like we, we created our own club and it was the antisocial club because we were the ones who were, we were nerds and we were antisocial. So we were social about it. You know, it makes perfect sense. Oh, I would have loved to have been in the antisocial club. I feel like I was in the antisocial club, but like, we just didn't announce it. And, I just don't remember. Yeah. Oh, well, nice. So, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, cause you guys are locked down and, you know, maybe, maybe the kids are starting to get a little antsy. Are they, uh, are they gamers or do you guys do like family? You know, you own a store. Right? <laughs> 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 I'm, just, I'm just curious if the games make it home. I hate board games. No. Um, so, uh, I don't play board games either. So my, yeah, my you. older daughter, um, she, Actually, she got excited uh, this last school year. She joined a D&D group with a bunch of her friends. Um, really? And when she joined that middle school, uh, they started a game club. And she um, really just like took the reins and was like, we're going to make this a good thing. Uh, we happen to know the teachers that were involved and they were customers of ours. So, I mean, they're cool nerds. Um, so, so like, you know, we sponsored the game club and... And in sixth grade, it went from like eight kids playing magic or Pokemon or whatever to like 24 kids playing D and D and Warhammer, um, in her seventh grade. So, so yeah, she's, she's definitely all into games, you know, and during this lockdown, um, she's whenever they can get together on Fridays, they do a, a Skype D and D game. Dude, that uh, is awesome. Yeah. So we're, we're super excited for her to be into it. Our younger daughter, she's 10. She's she likes games. 
Uh, she likes more of the fun games. So like things like Mysterium are like her favorite types of games. Oh yeah. Um, you know, she, she likes the cooperative nature of them. Um, you know, losing is not a good thing. So, uh, sure. so yeah. but she also likes, but weirdly enough, I say that, but then she also loves chess. So, uh, you know, whatever. Well, sure. But I mean, that's, that's, I mean, chess is like, you know, a, a dance that two people partake in and they know there's going to be an outcome, you know, that one's going to win, one's going to lose as opposed to board games where you just think like, well, fuck, I didn't, I didn't want to lose this game. I mean, I should, you know, it's, I always felt it's a little bit different, not to diminish one over the other in any way, but you know, like my kids, you know, they're, they're not double digits yet. And I've been dipping their toes in and, and we have like that same gene over here where, you know, and maybe it trickles up to mom and dad too sometimes where, oh, I'm going to lose now. Oh, well, fuck. this game sucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I know which one I'm selling next. Yeah. Donating <laughs> so, this one to the store library. Oh, uh, yeah. Harry Potter Funko. Yeah. Harry Potter fun blow. You know, it's just <laughs> give me a break. Um, you know, but I bet I, I, we've transitioned to some co-op games instead. And I find that they have a much better time with it maybe by them i mean me um but we started we played uh forbidden island well we didn't own forbidden island for the longest time but i picked that one up and the kids fell in love with it so you know and just a couple other like oddly enough we do have mysterium and i haven't introduced them to that yet i thought maybe they're a little bit young but i think you know they're gonna they're gonna be 10 soon enough and so maybe i'll start busting out i'm trying to get them to like the next level of strategy stuff you know like forbidden island's good but it's you know it's pretty light in terms of hard decision making yeah but like where do you go from there right you know i don't know (laughs) do i do i bring home an exit game no probably probably not for children so i i I don't know i i will say that i've stocked up on some D &D, like starter D D essentials uh that were out last year. I've, I've bought them. They're not open and I'm just waiting because it's going to happen. I've, I've been, I've been setting the stage for D and D for a while. You know, I'm, I'm like, guys, you know, when you, when you read your books, you know, and you start thinking of, you know, all the stuff that's going on in your head, could you imagine like if that played out on our table <laughs> and they're like, Oh my God, that sounds amazing. I'm like, I know, but you gotta be, we gotta focus a little bit more before we start, uh, you know, rolling characters. So, right. we'll, but I think we'll get there. Yeah, and I'm we, not sure. and, and that was, you know, I, I'm hoping, I, I mean, I'll at least like pat myself on the back, you know, honorarily, but um, before my daughter started playing D&D with her friends, uh, we, about a year and a half ago, two years, I don't know, I mean, it could have been last Tuesday, but um, we started playing the My Little Pony role-playing game at our house. Okay. Um, and, and it was because they saw it on the on the shelf at the store, and they were like, wait a minute, what is this? They, they love My Little Pony, and they're like, is this is this a role playing game? So yeah, can we play that? Sure. <laughs> the answer is yes. yes. <laughs> right. Yes. Going to do it. Can you run the game? Oh God, I've never DM before. Yeah. Why not? Oh, let's let's God. do it. Let's DMing do it. is my nightmare, man. <laughs> Me too. And thankfully, it's as easy as it can get, which is great because I'm bad. That was my alarm. Sorry. Um. So like we started playing that, and they were really getting into it. But again, like you said, the the paying attention and and staying on target. Um, you know, our, our now 10 year old, if she's not in the action and making decisions and doing something, she's doing a handstand somewhere, right? you know, yeah. or yeah, under you. the table, crawling around, kicking our feet or something. So, right. um, 
so keeping keeping that in in check and and being like, what is your character doing now? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely a it's definitely a challenge. I know, and and that's where I start to go south. I'm like, all right, <laughs> I guess we're not there yet because I, you know, and, and, you know, I look at them and I go, well, you're you're little versions of you know us. You should be able to pay attention to this stuff. But then I remember, oh wait, you've only been around uh, <laughs> so many years that I could count on two hands. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, so how do you I, not know what this is? Experience. How do you not know how to sit there and you know just study the board <laughs> at your you know young age? So I got to ask you something because you own a store, and this is just this is just my morbid curiosity. All right. So <laughs> when the kids come in and they go, "Oh, here's a game on a shelf. I wanna I wanna you know try or I wanna bring it home." Do you just go like, "All right, we'll bring it home," or does it have to be some inventory control? <laughs> thing where they have to jump through hoops in your own store i just want to know do you just grab it and go home or what no so if it's i mean if it's on if it's on our demo shelf sure you know fine i'm talking about a new sealed uh if if you don't take it home someone else is gonna buy it game they have to buy it Um, (laughs) oh i love it yeah no i mean just the other day our daughter was looking at at a new set of dice and we were like those are awesome she's like yeah they're awesome how much are they they're this much I don't know if they're that awesome. Um, and, you know, I, if you want them, you, you know, you've, you can save up, you can do chores, you can do this. I don't know if I want them that bad. Okay, that's fine. You just made me so happy by saying that. You really did because we, I, I'm all about like, you know, teachable moments with the, well, and most parents are, I'm not like a unique snowflake in that regard, but just, especially when it comes to money managing, you know, and just, instant gratification doesn't always happen kids <laughs> right. and if you want something you gotta earn it you know and sometimes it's like earning it because you're cool not necessarily earning it with money but you know i, I just love that you just said that i because i i was i was not expecting that answer i was expecting there was like some you know oh we'll bring it home but we got to make sure it gets removed from inventory or something along those lines i was not expecting you to say that so i'm very happy about oh, that oh yeah no and i mean we they're they're friends whenever they have a birthday party or something like that they're going to go to um they're like what should i get my friend we're like i mean you you know you can buy them <laughs> what a can game, you afford right <laughs> you know i mean if you want to make them something you can make them something if you want to go buy something at some other store that's fine but if you want to give them a game cuz you like games and you think that they'll like games obviously you can, you can buy them a game. Um, and so, so they do, you know, it's, yeah. it's something where they're, they understand that they don't necessarily always agree with it, but they, they understand. Sure. That. Well, um, and you know, I'll, I'll, I'd be shocked if they always agreed with anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that seems logical. Not my you job. can say ice cream for dinner all the time. At some point they're going to disagree with you. It's at some point, you know, <laughs> why this flavor? God, Right. Is it broccoli? Uh, chocolate. Well, look, buddy, you know, we seem to have a lot more in common uh, than just being tall. <laughs> I mean, Jessica seems to think that's the most important thing in our lives. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah I'm not going to lie, though. And uh, you tell me what you think. It's great being tall. I'm just saying. <laughs> it is. It is. I, you know, I mean, I've, you know, have some foot problems, have some back problems I've had to deal with over the years or yeah. whatever the case may be, but, but there, there definitely are its benefits. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I also share the back pain issues with you, my friend. Oh my God. Dude, some days, man. And it used to be like, maybe it was stress induced. Cause when I was working at upper deck, I'd be walking around that building. And sometimes I'm like, I just need a fucking walker. I need a walker. I can't, 
I can't. I mean, it's just, I need something. And, you know, it would take me 35 minutes to get to the bathroom because, you know, you're doing that. Like, I, I have, you have to shuffle. You know, you can't walk, you can't lift your leg up. You can't lift your foot off the ground. You got to shuffle. Yeah. Oh. No, I'm, I'm, I'm using kind of a, you know, it was more of a prop cane, if nothing else, but I'm using kind of a cane to help me walk around right now with recovering from my foot. And, but it's short. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's the right height for somebody that's six feet. See, you should be walking around with like a Gandalf stick or something, you know? Uh, I mean, you know, you shall not pass. It's it's opportunity wasted, my friend. People would probably buy into that. Well, look, man, sounds like everything's going, you know, as well as it can be. I mean, better than most, it would seem, you know, aside from the foot bit, but that's getting better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's with all the things that are, you know, as, as we've talked about, all the things that are going on in the world and, and stuff like we're, I mean, we're, we're definitely doing a lot better off than, right. than a right. lot of people can say. And I don't, I don't take that lightly. No, no, not at all, man. I, I'm, I'm right there with you. And, you know, I really hope that, you know, uh, be able to see you again, bud, cause it's, it's been a long time. <laughs> it's been a it long has. time. It has. And even like, you know, and there's some people that I, I love seeing, you know, so many people from the industry and catching up and stuff. And there's some people that I, I got to see at Gamma and, yeah. you know, even though that seems like it was 10 years ago, um, yeah, it's something where realizing that that was the last time that I saw those people and knowing that it's been almost a year or a year since I saw you or you know, other, it's just, yeah, it's, and, it's, and you know, it's <laughs> to, to put a morbid spin on it, you know, it's starting to occur to me. I'm thinking to myself, well, when was the last time I saw, you know, X, this person or that person, whoever it be, whatever show I'm thinking like, you know, in this day and age, with the way things are right now, I mean, there's a possibility that I'll never see them again for a variety of reasons, yeah. you know, and that, you know, the worst case being like somebody catches this nonsense and goes down, you know, that's myself included. <laughs> yeah. So I, it, it, it just occurred to me like about a month ago, you know, with the absence of shows and the absence of travel and Brenner travel, boy, I haven't, haven't had one of those in a while. <laughs> I, I know. I was thinking I about just booking a flight somewhere in like a week from now, just to just to see how bad it could be. <laughs> Knowing me, it'd, it'd be pretty bad, buddy. I, but I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you'd probably get stuck next to the other person on the plane. I, I it'd be an empty plane, and you know, I'd be in like four A, and they're being they're going to be in like four B, you know, and then the rest of the seats will be empty, and that person will have it. By the way, Yo, that yeah. person. Yeah. yeah, that person and, and got the it. One, the one, you know, flight attendant won't let you change seats because of right. balancing the plane in some fashion. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I'm sitting next to asymptomatic Carl, who uh, doesn't know he just infected. Yeah, I know. I could see this. How I could see how it's going to go down. I got it. But I mean, it just occurred to me that you know I may not see some folks for a variety of reasons, and like that weirded me out, man. That that weirded me out. I didn't like that very much. So I. I hope that there's a future where, you know, I'll see you at the thing and we'll, we'll hug it out and, uh, you know, go from there. Indeed. All right. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show, dude. Yeah. Thank you. It was awesome. Yes, it was awesome. All right. Talk to you soon, Sean. Right, be well. Don't go anywhere yet. <laughs> I have to put that out there. Don't go anywhere yet. 